0: I'm Atsuko Okatsuka, and I am a comedian.
1: Atsuko! (laughs) Atsuko! is a comedian who embraces the many platforms of the digital age. She's constantly riffing online, and in one of her favorite visual gags, she collides cultures with her grandma by twerking across from her during simple household chores. She has a game show called Let's Go Atsuko. Let's go
0: Atsuko, a woke Japanese game show.
1: She has an indie kid's show for adults called Ohio. Ohio! She teaches dance hall fitness.
0: Good job, warming up. All right, some moves really quick.
1: She has a podcast. You're here. Stand-up specials.
0: I'm here. You made it. I made it. I'm not just killing time, too, you know? It's good to constantly be creating stuff. Even if you're unique in your stand-up, as a comedian, you have to be a multi-hyphenate in that you do it all. You have to be a jack of so many trades.
1: For Otsko, all these different platforms are just different ways to tell a joke, and they often inform one another.
0: How does me shaking my butt to my favorite dancehall songs translate to my stand-up comedy at all? Is that even the same me, you know? And honestly, doing Zoom comedy shows have taught me that it is. You had to figure out how to tell jokes into this tiny little laptop microphone, and your stage is suddenly smaller but more intimate. And it made me better at facial expressions maybe during my stand-up too. And I think that plays into like dance somehow too. It's like very performative and you're thinking about space.
1: Even with these different forms of telling jokes, the traditional stand-up routine is Otsuko's bread and butter, and a stand-up appearance on the late-night circuit is still the crown jewel in a comedian's career. Please give her a warm welcome, the incredibly talented Otsuko Okatsuka, everybody! Just last week, Otsuko's efforts as a multi-platform, multi-hyphenate artist culminated in her late-night television debut on The Late Late Show with James Corden.
0: Uh, Let me tell you, uh, people think I'm mature. They do. (laughs) People think I'm mature because I'm married. Yeah. But uh, I would argue that getting married is the childlike thing to do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because married people, what do they say? They say things like, I found my best friend. (laughs) You know, that's very childlike. Yeah, just everything we own, split it in half. (laughs) That way, it's half and half. We get to do everything together all the time. (laughs) That's married people. Yeah, it's very childlike. It's very childlike, yeah. Meanwhile, if you're single and having to date around, that's very adult. (laughs) It is, yeah. Yeah, because when you're single and having to date around, you have to do things like get to places on time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to be interesting.
1: I'm Joe Skinner, and this is American Masters Creative Spark. In each episode, we bring you the story of how artists bring their creative work to life. Today's focus, Atsuko Okatsuka, on how to make a joke. Sometimes, the work of a comedian can feel very much like that of a magician. A hidden process we aren't quite supposed to know the alchemy behind. We're just supposed to laugh. It almost feels wrong to know the secret. But let's try to get a small peek behind the curtain anyway.
0: Tell me when we've started and I'll do that whole switch, you know, where my eyes glaze over and I turn into (laughs) podcast mode.
1: (laughs) You can now step into character.
0: (laughs) Okay, ready. I think that writing jokes, it's a muscle you have to work. Comedy makes me so happy. I almost nerd out about it. It truly does make me so happy to sit down and try to write out this joke, at least the premise of it. And then I'll figure out what's funny about it and I'll practice talking out loud to trees. And if I giggle, even hearing myself out loud, I know that it's gonna work.
1: For Atsuko, the spark for a new joke hits in the course of her everyday life.
0: So, my husband and I were FaceTiming with a friend, having drinks, and we were just laughing, but also talking about current events. And we just started talking about how scared people are of the slogan, defund the police. And I just started talking about how in Japan, the cops don't even have weapons. In fact, they have cute royal blue uniforms with like white gloves. They look like Disneyland cast members. And all they do is stand in the streets and give directions to people. I was like, yeah, what if we do defund the police? We make it sound less scary. You know, if there's an actual crime, you send in the real cops. And I was like, "Do you think we can just pause really quick while I say this out loud into my voice recorder?"
1: So Atsuko took out her voice recorder, walked outside on her porch, and told a joke to the trees.
0: Okay, this is what I mean by defund the police. I mean, take weapons away from the cops put them in the streets, in the communities, and all they do is give directions like the the cops do in Japan. And if it gets crazy from then on, then people can call the real cops. And by real cops, I mean (laughs) Zumba moms. And it might turn you off at first, because you're like, oh no, she's gonna talk politics. But it gets crazier and crazier and crazier. Zumba moms who are like, this is my spot. I dance here every week. That kind of person. The person that'll be like, don't talk to me like that. Do you know what you did wrong? Yeah, you hit a woman. You hit a woman. You want me to call your dad? I know your dad. He's my Zumba instructor. That kind of Zumba mom, okay? They got strong thighs. They're always on time, okay? Zumba moms, front line of defense. And if that doesn't work, We send in our last line of defense, comedians with bits. I think that'll at least distract the person for a little bit.
1: Otsko describes the process of joke writing as iterative. It may begin on her front porch after a chat with friends, but it evolves over time from chat to voice memo to comedy club.
0: To refine a joke, you really have to do it in front of an audience. Sometimes you'll improvise a better punchline too. And I'm still building on that Zumba Moms joke. You gotta bring in the slam poets. You gotta bring in the kids that have been taking karate classes all these years. It's literally a community effort to stop a person without having to use guns and cops. The end goal for my jokes is laughs, 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 laughs. But also I love an arc. (laughs) I love people taking something away. So sometimes it is offering solutions. That might sound stupid and silly, but at the end you've hopefully made them think about something a little differently.
1: Atsuko Okatsuka has described her comedy, much like her Zumba joke, as a healthy mix of absurdism and optimism. A style, she says, is a reflection of her experience as an immigrant. When she was 10 years old, her family moved from Japan to West LA, where they lived in her uncle's garage, and Atsuko taught herself English and attended a local elementary school. It was then that she first encountered comedy.
0: In the sixth grade for the first time, A friend of mine slipped a Margaret Cho DVD to me. During church, she whispered, this is stand-up comedy. I never saw Asian people on television or in movies. I took it home and then I watched it. So my dreams were somewhat limited. I would dream, maybe someday, I could be an extra on M.A.S.H. At that time, I did not dare even dream to do something like that, but I was blown away. Some people have epic aha moments, (laughs) beautiful stories that are so cinematic. I was looking out and saw a bird, it was a sign. That's when I needed to fly, and this is the story of a pilot. For me, I didn't have like an aha moment. I always knew that stand-up comedy was an art form I loved watching, and I did always like making people laugh, so I think it was just a combination of those things. The aha moment was I did so poorly in school that I failed in a big way, which was dropping out of undergrad, going to open mics instead, and my family doesn't know.
1: Although Atsuko now lives on her own, her family is still a really important part of her work. Her grandma, Grandma Lee, is deeply enmeshed in much of her online presence and comedy.
0: Even if it's a 30-second video, I like a beginning, middle, and end. It'll start with my grandma drumming to the beat of the song with sweet potatoes in her kitchen.
1: And her grandma? She may just be the secret sauce for Otsko's comedy. She's always serving as the deadpan straight man for her bits.
0: Hit it, girl. Boom. Hit it, girl. Woo! Yeah. Get it. Boom. <gasps> Boom. Where she'd been drumming is a bowl. She turns it upside down. The bowl is now right side up. And then in my shirt, I've been hiding oranges. I drop a bunch of oranges into the bowl, right? And act three is her starting to peel an orange while I'm twerking right next to her face. Remember this video, Grandma? Mm -hmm. So that one has 761,000 views. Oh. That one with me and you in it, yeah. Oh, that's no money. (laughs) Yeah, no money.
1: Otsko folds her grandma and her family life into her offline presence, too, in her stand-up material.
0: My grandma's badass, you know, my grandma's badass. We immigrated here together.
1: In 2020, Otsko released her debut album, But I Control Me, with jokes that offer her distinct perspective and window into the personal.
0: Um, My grandma, you know, she, like, it's been hard for her, but she has an attitude I respect. She's like, America, I'm gonna make it work for me. And so she, (laughs) grandma's from Taiwan, but she moved to a Taiwanese part of LA. So anytime she runs into someone who doesn't understand her, it's their fault she doesn't speak any English. And that's badass, you know what I mean? She's like, why don't you speak Chinese? We're in Arcadia. I'm like, damn, that's gangster. (laughs) It's badass. (laughs) What drives me towards doing personal comedy, you know, it really is the only time I feel like I can be most myself in my art. Sometimes I wonder if I should talk about politics more or more observational things, you know? I did talk about defund the police, but it's still very much an excuse for me to be silly. I don't feel comfortable unless I'm able to be myself. And honesty and letting people into my life is the best way that I can serve. You know, being a comedian, it's a service job. You're entertaining people at the cost of your stories, your perspective.
1: Thank you to Atsuko Okatsuka for her interview and for letting us into her creative process and sharing the raw elements of her work. Join us next week for our next episode as we continue to look into how artists make their work and the creative spark that drives them. American Masters Creative Spark is a production of the WNET Group, media made possible by all of you. The show is produced by me, Joe Skinner. Our executive producer is Michael Cantor. Original music is composed by Hannes Brown. Funding for American Masters Creative Spark was provided by the Anderson Family Charitable Fund and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.